What's up everybody? Welcome back to Actualize Habits. I'm Cecilia. Uh, today we're going to be talking about philosophy and I picked up this quote from Culture and Value by Wittgenstein and it says, for a philosopher there is more grass growing down in the valleys of silliness than up on the barren heights of cleverness. So this episode is going to be more on creativity, music, and art, and how um, just being silly when it comes to those things brings a lot more interesting ideas, and it brings more opportunity to your experience when you're silly. So he describes silly as, as uh, grass growing in valleys, but cleverness as barren heights, so a place where there's no, no grass, no flowers, it's just dirt, and you know, there's absolutely nothing there. So, I believe that this is true. So I, I do agree with this, because in my personal experience, um, I've noticed that when I'm silly, and when I don't set rules for myself um, during my creative process, I, I get a lot more ideas. So, for example, me, when I'm, uh, when I just pick up the guitar, you know, I plug it into the amp, and I put on all my pedals, and I get everything set up, and I have the intention of just playing around and being silly with the guitar, you know, just grooving and letting any sounds come out from the guitar, that is when I write the music. Like, that's when I come up with all these ideas for new songs. So, for example, actually, all of the songs that I've written, it, they've all come out from just, like, fooling around on the guitar. Like, I'll just be fooling around on my guitar, and then I'll, like, find an interesting bass line, and then I'll use the looper pedal to, like, keep it going. And then I'll just like improvise and eventually I'll, I'll find something to put as like the melody for the guitar. So, you know, another way that I, that I find silliness to be very good for my creativity is when I'm doing pole dancing. So when I show up to pole dance and I just think about, you know, I warm up my body. I get ready for just doing anything that my mind comes up. Um, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to land interesting tricks. Like when I just show up and be silly, like let my body do whatever it wants and explore different pathways and just allow myself to look goofy. That's when I do like interesting tricks. And sometimes I don't do tricks that I want to like learn sometimes it's not even about doing an interesting move it's more about flowing with my body and flowing on the pole with grace and ease so when I'm silly I feel like I move a lot more with grace on the pole so when I'm being clever on the pole, which just means that, you know, I'll, for me, being clever is just like, I have a choreo and I have like a set of steps that I need to follow 
in order to, you know, make a specific type of dance. Like, it, it's a very rigid movement that I see in my body and I see in my facial expressions and my hand movements. And I mean, at the end of the session, it was cool to learn something from um, the choreographer or or the person that I'm learning from, but it does. It just doesn't feel like yeah. It's fun to learn new moves and to learn a new choreo, but I feel like I enjoy myself a lot more when I allow myself to be free. And when I allow myself to just enjoy what's going on with my body in the moment and allow the body to guide me to certain movements. So when it comes to the topic of painting, I, I really like doing portraits. I really like doing figurative art. Um, where I find the silliness in my paintings is when I choose to do obscure um, brush strokes, like contemporary art. It's a lot about making things fuzzy. I love to have fuzzy lines in my painting and sometimes I'll make a mistake, but I'll make it like fuzzy and so at the end, like, was it really a mistake if it's art? <laughs> so, another way I found silliness is by doing, you know, doing psychedelics and allowing myself to pick up a paintbrush or pick up a pencil or a pen and just start sketching my, whatever the hell's going on in my brain. And for example, um, back when I was in college, I took some acid, like some really strong acid, and I was just laying in bed and like drawing with uh, crayons. What came out of it was the painting that I have now, which is like the biggest painting I've ever done in oils, which is uh, the, the park here in South Central, the wetlands park, but it's like this huge park and there's like algae and like three little ducks and then all of the bushes and the trees and it looks like um i tried to make it look like a monet painting like one of the paintings that i did of the japanese bridge so that that painting came out of silliness because you know it's tripping balls and when i was drawing on the paper it felt like I wasn't drawing it felt like I was carving out this painting that was hidden inside of the paper <laughs> and I, I just couldn't explain it at the time but I was like there's something here in this paper I could see it like it, it felt like you know what it felt like like when you're when you're uncovering some sort of like treasure map from like a piece of concrete and you have to like keep dusting, dusting the concrete because it's just like some sort of um, archaeological find. That's what it felt like. So, silliness. Another thing about silliness is, from what I learned from reading uh, Abraham Hicks, 
is that silliness is actually one of the high vibrational emotions that you can feel. One of the best states that you can be in is silliness, happiness, joy, in order to receive more gifts and more blessings from the universe and to create more blessings from the universe. So silliness is definitely a high vibrational feeling and when you're in a state of silliness that that is like the best thing you can do for yourself that is the best place for creating and manifesting so you know if you're in a silly mood of course you're going to be manifesting new ideas that's why that's why with all these examples i'm telling you it, you know it just makes sense that when I was being silly with the guitar, when I was being silly on the pool, or being silly with like my paints, that's when I created the, the some of my best ideas. Um, you know, another time that I was being silly was when I wrote my muse. Um, my muse is actually a joke. <laughs> so how I wrote my muse is that one day I was just really exhausted from like constantly working and working on this one particular song that I actually ended up deleting off of Spotify but it was from like the first album I ever came out with on my own and I was just really exhausted because in the end like I felt like it wasn't good enough so I said to myself you know what this music shit is easy I'm just gonna you know mess around with all the instruments on Logic I'm gonna write the stupidest lyrics ever. They're gonna be just like simple, easy lyrics. And I'm going to mimic some of the artists that I like. And I'm just gonna be goofy with it. I'm, I'm just gonna like make it a parody. So that's how I wrote my muse. I said, you know, anyone can do this shit. So I'm just gonna make fun of anybody anybody who has done this shit and fortunately my muse came out from all of that joking around and I personally enjoyed that song and I feel like that's one of the best things I've written and produced on my own like no help whatsoever and that's why like when you just show up to any of your creative projects with silliness instead of setting all these damn rules about, you know, it needs to come out this way and it, I need to sound like this and my art needs to look like that. Like just give up all expectations, give up all of those rules that you set on yourself as a creative and just pick up the damn instrument or pick up the damn paintbrush and allow your ideas to flow. Allow yourself to be silly. Allow yourself to make mistakes. A lot of people stop themselves from being creative because they're worried about making mistakes. And mistakes are very necessary as a creative. Mistakes are where art is made. Mistakes are how artists are made because a lot of the art that you see now people didn't like it they would 
they they would look back at it and say, well, this is really weird. This music's really weird. I, I feel like it's a mistake from society. Well, it's not. It's a piece of art. And a lot of the times when you allow yourself to fail, when you allow yourself to make mistakes, that's when you reach success. There's this other book that I just finished reading uh, last week. It's called Lynchpin by Seth Godin. And it's, it's a really good book if you're a creative or if you feel like you're in the process of like giving up your creative projects. But he says something, he talks about art and how art doesn't have to be good. And sometimes you don't need to be successful, financially successful in your creative endeavors. So what happens with, and this, this is gonna connect to Wittgenstein right now, but the thing is that a lot of artists hinders, hinder their their uh, their growth, their creative growth, because um, they're so in society. Kind of teaches you that you need to make money off of everything, every single hobby that you have. That hinders your your creative process. So if you show up to the studio and you're thinking, God, I gotta make all of this money. I need to write a song because I need money. Or I need to make this paint, make a shitload of paintings so that I can sell them. And like your end goal is money when it comes to your projects, you're not gonna get anywhere. And that's, that's living a life of cleverness because the cleverness is that you're trying to build income with your hobbies but your hobbies shouldn't have been considered in that light because that's not how they started right you know your your music and your art all of that stuff that was started by pleasure and just about enjoying yourself and giving gifts a lot of the times you're making art just to make art and to enjoy how it makes you feel when you start a new painting when you write a new song and you show it to your friends and you know you share your music and art for free and it's just fun but now if you're putting all that pressure about like i need to make this much money with these hobbies then it it's not silly anymore and it's not fun anymore and you notice that it's harder to create new song ideas and it's harder to just show up to your projects every day and it's actually becoming depressing then you need to like take a step back and remember that silliness that you used to show up with every day to the studios. Something else that I learned from Lynchpin that ties into um, creativity is that um, being a Lynchpin is like being a creative. So 
if you want to be a creative, you can't let your anxiety and your fears rule over you. Um, when you become anxious and you fear a next move and you fear change in your projects and you're stopping yourself from growing as an artist so for example for me that looks like um my anxiety as a musician is that I don't want to perform in front of people because I feel like people wouldn't understand my music and I feel like my music is kind of depressing and if it's it's always the same excuses that I can't really sing in front of open mics because I'm scared that I'm going to make everybody depressed in the audience. So it's not really about a fear, it's not really about stage fright, it's about what other people think about the music. It's, a, it's an irrational fear and it's a fear from within that can easily be solved. But the thing is that I've set this fear upon myself, I've made it up in my mind because I'm comfortable where I am. <laughs> as a musician. I'm comfortable sitting in my bedroom studio and turning out all of these songs and recording by myself and playing music alone and playing all my instru instruments by myself. Like, it's just, it's comforting. I don't want to leave that comfort, but I know that I need to come out of that. I need to be fearless. I need to let go of these irrational thoughts of this anxiety that I've set upon myself in order for me to grow as a musician. I've noticed other creatives have issues with uh, when it comes to being a linchpin. A lot of the times we're just sitting in this comfort that we that we know of, like this little bubble that we, we've we created for ourselves with the same, same set of habits and the same set of issues. Like maybe your fear is, your fear is creating a new song and putting that new song out. You've probably got like a million songs on Logic saved up and you probably have like an album already. But you don't want to go to the next step, which is to put all that music out. And so you're stuck in that comfort zone. And it's not... I mean, yeah, you're really comfortable as, a, as an artist like that, but are you really... Is that really a good thing to be comfortable? Being an independent artist, like self-publishing, self-producing, creating things on your own, you can't allow your anxieties and you can't allow yourself to be comfortable all the time. Like, you decided to be in this, in this because you didn't like the comfort of what society thought artists and music musicians were. 
so you decided to set off on yourself, but now you need to keep going into the unknown, into the area where, you, where you're scared of, so that you can keep on growing as an artist. And that area needs to, and so in order to get into that space of being uncomfortable, one of the things you can do is be silly. 